Welcome to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotion. Don and Tony and Margaret and Dee and Karen and Vashti, Kathy, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this, joining with us each and every morning. Monday through Friday, 7 Central Time. You know the drill. Follow the page, share the page, like the page. And it's good to see you on this Tuesday, November 10th. Don't tell me it's the will of God. Oh, my, what a day we have planned for you. And I I believe you're going to be blessed by this. Uh, Remember, tomorrow, Wednesday, tomorrow, free to worship. Wednesday, November 11, 400 years ago, those occupants, those passengers on board the Mayflower stepped ashore and they came to this nation to worship freely 400 years ago. So get out, get out somewhere, occupy a public space, lift up your hands and voices without fear, without oppression, without intimidation, persecution. Thank God. Thank God that we can worship freely. So tomorrow, this Wednesday, get with two or three, 20 or 30, 200 or 300. Occupy some public space. Fill it not with hatred. Fill it not with rioting. Fill it with worship. It's not a right to be taken lightly. So circulate that. Share with someone. Hook up with someone. And let's do this. And join in a quest to keep this nation free the freedom of worship, and to keep righteousness in this country. I've got something I need to say today. The title, Don't Tell Me It's the Will of God, is going to take me a little while to get to what I need to say. So hold on, folks. Buckle up. I need to tell you of a conversation I had with the late Brother Tenney, so loved, so revered. Uh, Actually, it was the week he died. He called me. But before I get to that conversation, I want to say several things first. Let me start with a question. Have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard this? That person who told you when a tragedy struck, God moves in mysterious ways. Yeah. Or when you were laid off from your job or you discovered your child had a drug addiction or you got a prognosis that shattered your world And some dear soul said, well, everything happens for a reason. If it wasn't meant to happen, it wouldn't have happened. I'm going to challenge that fatalistic notion today. I want you to give God a little more credit than that. Yeah. Or have you ever heard when the wicked seem to triumph and good is trampled under the feet and cheaters win and receive accolades and those who play by the rules are relegated to the sidelines? And someone said, well, this must have been in the plan of God. Or poor Louisiana, when storm after storm has come to its shores this year, people barely surviving from one storm get hit with another. The fires in California hit the same area it hit not long ago. Please don't say, God, God knows what he's doing. It's all in his plan. That may sound religious, but it's very irreligious 
Because if you follow that line of thinking, then anything that happens was according to God's predetermined and immutable plan. Any setback, any untimely death, any tragedy, any natural disaster, you could just say, well, that was God's plan. But that's not the case, is it? When I forget somebody's birthday, it's not God's plan. That wasn't his plan for my life. When the school shooting just south of here happened a few years back, we can't say, well, it was God's will. That drunk driver that killed your loved one, that person who slandered you, that coronavirus that took your family member, please don't lay that all at God's feet and say, it was God's will. He planned it. You see, such thinking takes away personal responsibility and transfer it to the shoulders of an uncaring God. Let me just say for the record, I'm going to say it. I want to say it clearly. Not everything that happens is the will of God. Not everything that happens is God's plan. It wasn't destined to happen, nor was it meant to happen. Please give God a little more credit. He's not the God of the casino, of fortune, chance, luck of the draw. He's not the watchmaker deity that just wound everything up and he's a distant dad. It just happens. He's not a capricious, fickle, mythological deity that delights in human misfortune. I'm going to have to disagree with a whole lot of people who look at bad things that happen in life and say, well, it must be God's will. I'm in trouble today. I am in trouble. I am six minutes into this devotion and I'm in a heap of trouble. Oh God, help us, help us, help us, Lord. But I do have something to say, and I, but I'm going to have to just walk through a few things first. But if you've ever had somebody at one of the lowest moments of your life say, well, it's in God's will that he wouldn't have let it happen unless it was meant to happen. And, and you really want to do bodily harm to that person. Well, I'm commiserating with you today because I'm just, I'm just giving voice to something in you that says, don't tell me that this was the will of God for my life. Don't tell me that this is what he meant to happen. You see, a lot of people are trying to make sense of the world in which we're living in 2020 the pandemic, the social distancing, the hate, the uprising, and now the confusion of this election. They're trying to figure out how, how does it seem that evil seems to win out and the unrighteous will triumph? Maybe these few moments are going to help you. Don't tell me it's the will of God. When bad things happen and when good things don't happen, when doors slam in our face, and the right doors don't open. Don't tell me it's the will of God. You see, faith and fatalism, Melissa, Christie, Allison, faith and fatalism are always at war with one another. Faith says what I do now, what I believe now, how I behave now, it makes a difference. Fatalism, though, says, well, whatever happens will happen. Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. That may sound spiritual, 
but it is antithetical to faith and to the life of faith. A fatalist thinks bad things are going to happen no matter what. We're powerless to change it. And if that's the case, if we can't change it, then why did you put your seatbelt on when you drive? In fact, why do you even drive on the right side of the road? Why keep your eyes open while you're driving? If whatever happened is going to happen, then why not eat whatever you want to eat? Why why not get up and have ice cream and bacon for every meal? Don't exercise. Don't get enough sleep. If whatever happens is going to happen, then there's no need to take care of this temple of God. No need at all. Need I remind you that the word fatal is in the word fatalism. If whatever will be, will be, then it doesn't matter what you do, what you don't do. If you pray, if you don't pray, whether you pray or how you pray, but faith thinks otherwise. It was an old battle from centuries ago. John Calvin believed in theological determinism, that everything happened, everything that happened was caused by God's will, God's command, his decree. Calvin said, no wind ever rises or rages without God's special command. In other words, God causes anything and everything to happen for good or bad, even the weather of the day. But from that line of thinking came the thought of a predetermined fate, that no matter how you live, how much you desire to please God, if hell was your destiny, that was it. It was God's will. John Wesley came along and he viewed things differently. He taught that God wills for everybody to be saved. God's grace works on people's heart to permit them to respond and be saved. He called that prevenient grace. The idea, though, that things happen according to God's plan and that everything happens is God making it happen, that, that is fatalism. It may have its followers, but I am not one of them. Don't you tell me that this is the will of God. In fact, in my own life, I've seen God's will ignored many, many times. I've watched people make bad choices again and again, contrary to the will of God. I've seen evil triumph. Yeah, have you? I, I've heard liars spread their lies and get what they wanted. Do, do I want to say it was the will of God for them to lie? It was the will of God for them to sin? I, I've watched good people suffer wrongdoing. Have you? Has it happened to you? Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Then I want to give voice to an opposing point of view, a viewpoint that I believe is more biblical, but we're not going to talk about it. And I don't know why we don't talk about it, but we don't. I'm weary of people who should know better saying, oh, well, it must be God's will. So let me introduce this subject by saying, don't tell me it's God's plan for somebody to have an accident on a job. Don't tell me it's God's will for lifelong friends to have falling out. Don't tell me that divorce was in his plan all along when the Bible says he hates it. Don't tell me that his plan, it's his plan for the wicked to win and the good to lose. Don't tell me that it's God's will for somebody to be murdered, kidnapped, harmed, raped, maimed. God is not the author of confusion. God doesn't sanction evil and punish goodness. 
Don't tell me that the ends justify the means, that it's okay to lie, defame, and slander, okay to conspire, collude, and defraud, and then just say, oh, well, it was the will of God. I've been there. What about you? What about you? Are you with me today? Are you with me, Trenton and Kathy and Anna and Yolanda? Are you with me? Don't tell me it's God's will for a child to be raised without their parents. Don't tell me it's God's will for people to cry themselves to sleep because others have been cruel to them. Don't tell me it's in God's plan for this one to be spared in a car crash and that one to die. Don't tell me it's in God's plan for someone to be born with a disability or to contract a killer disease. Don't tell me it's God's will for someone to be murdered and we should just accept that as the norm. Don't tell me that prejudice and bias and hatred and malice and jealousy and covetous and lies are part of God's will for my life. Hear me carefully. What God wills, what God desires, what God wants does not always happen. Yeah. The argument goes, well, if God is all powerful, then he could change this circumstance if he wanted to. And since he doesn't change it, then it must be his will. When this team wins or that team wins, then it must be his will because he could have changed it if he wanted to. He is all powerful. When this person is named winner, even if they lied, cheated, schemed, didn't play by the rules, then we've got to say it must be God's will. When this person is born with severe disabilities or that person is killed in conflict or when 9-11 happened because God is all powerful and if he allows it, he must have willed it. To all those people who say such things, much less believe those things, let me say a few things. First, you don't know God as you should because God is good. Oh, can I hear it? All the time and all the time, God is good. He is love. And the idea that he wishes to hurt, maim, destroy, wreak havoc, cause destruction is in opposition to his character and who he is. God doesn't just love, he is love. And from that love is born his loving kindness, his goodness, and he desires goodness. We use a verse of scripture sometimes as a, as a curse when it's really a blessing. The Bible says he lets it rain on the just and unjust, rain being a sign of blessing and not a cursing, that God is good. He gives sunshine to all. He creates a world where everyone can live and flourish. Should something bad happen to us, hear me carefully, God didn't cause it. It wasn't God that tempted us. It wasn't God that drug us down. Can I just lift a blanket of heaviness from somebody's shoulders right now and say that God never singled you out for misfortune? He didn't say, let's send a wave after wave of adversity, just see if they can take it. That's not God. I would say to people who think that everything bad happens is part of God's will, first of all, you don't know God. The second thing I would say is you don't know yourself. You and I were given the power of choice all throughout Scripture. Choose life or choose death. Poor behavior, poor choices can bring some problems into our lives. But it wasn't God's will that we made those poor choices. It's true for all of mankind. God invited man to have dominion. Uh, and from, but, but from man's poor choices came a lot of pain and suffering. From sin came death. You can't always draw a straight line from one poor choice to some heartache, some disaster you face. But you can draw a straight line from every heartache 
that mankind has faced to the poor choices made by Adam and Eve. And that sin and its consequences passed from generation to generation. And the world they chose, a paradise lost, we still live with today. If you believe bad things happen according to God's will, I say you don't know God and you don't know yourself. And then third, I would say this, you don't know what God can do. That God didn't plan the bad. He didn't will the bad. He didn't choose the bad, but he brings good from bad. It was Ray Firestone who lost his wife in a car accident. He often would share a quote that helped him during that time. Here's the quote. Suffering is not God's desire for us, but it occurs in the process of life. Suffering is not given to teach us something, but through it we may learn. Suffering is not given to punish us, but sometimes it's the consequence of sin and poor judgment. Suffering does not occur because our faith is weak, but through it, our faith may be strengthened. God does not depend on human suffering to achieve his purposes, but sometimes through suffering, his purposes can be achieved. Suffering can either destroy us or it can add meaning to your life, to which I say, Yes, 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 yes. Hear me carefully. God did not bring the pain in his will. Tragedy is not part of God's plan. But in the midst of pain and tragedy, he can work his plan. His plan is not thwarted by the enemy's designs. He can bring some. You need to hear this in November 2020, that Pain and tragedy is not his plan. Evil triumphing is not his plan. But in the midst of all of this, he can bring something good from it. And that's what we take comfort from in the midst of trial, that God didn't promise us a pain-free life, and he didn't plan for us to have a pain-filled life. But he promises in the midst of our pain, to be there with us, to be for us, to help us, and to guide us. And now we get to where I've wanted to go this whole time. The week Brother T.F. Tenney passed in his life, he called me, and it just so shocked me. So many things he said to me, precious things. He talks about my life, my ministry, my family, things that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. But one thing he taught me that day is of importance. When he spoke to me about God's will for my life, he said, now, Ken, remember this. God's will is not always done. He said, we pray God's will into existence. And this is where I depart. This is where I depart from so many, even in our apostolic faith. They view prayer as, well, it's something we have to do. It's a spiritual discipline. He tells us to pray, so we should pray. They view prayer as a fifth wheel. Let's do this, 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 this. Oh, and yes, remember, we'll pray. That prayer is the last resort rather than the first option. Can I tell you something? I want to make it really clear. God's will is not always done in this life. That's why we are taught to pray, Lord, let your will be done. For God's will to happen, hear me carefully, for God's will to happen, it has to be 
prayed into existence. Yeah. Yes. You've got to choose his way, his will, his plan. You've got to say, not my will, your will, Lord. As a church, you've got to follow his path. As a nation, we must pray his will into existence. I don't and I will not say that whoever is elected was God's will. Maybe, may not be, but we are to pray the will of God into existence. Don't say, well, it must be God's will that this happened or whatever will be, will be. And there's a reason behind it all. That is fatalism. That's not faith and that's not spiritual. Remember that old acronym, uh, PUSH, pray until something happens, pray until a door opens, pray until God's will is accomplished, pray until one door closes and another opens. You can have faith or you can have fatalism. You can believe that God is at work in our life to fulfill his wishes and he is cooperating with us through our prayers, or you can throw in the towel and just say, well, whatever will be, will be. Jesus taught us to pray, thy will be done. He would not have taught us to pray if there wasn't truth in it. He wasn't have told us to come boldly before the throne of grace and ask if it didn't change things. In other words, in other words, for God's will to be done, it must be prayed into existence that we believe God has something far better planned than what the enemy has planned. And we come to him in faith and we say, God, I am asking you for what you want, not my will. God, you're going to do this. You're going to make it happen. I'm going to tell you, this will unleash the power of prayer in your life. Because when you begin to realize he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, that his will will not be accomplished in your life, in this earth, until believers begin to say, God, your will must be done. We want your will above everything else in our lives. Oh, can I get a witness to that right now? I I believe that with all of my heart. I I just want to urge you tomorrow, tomorrow, would you share this? Share this with as many as you can by twos and threes. And I wish people would just go out into the streets and the highways and the byways and lift up your hand. Take take a take a, a, a guitar, take take some songs with you. Worship freely. Tomorrow, Wednesday, November 11th, we are celebrating 400 years of freedom of worship. Don't ever let it be taken from us. We have to obey our consciences. We have to pray. We have to pray the will of God into existence. Thank you for being a part of this. Share with others. Don't tell me it's the will of God when God has something far better planned for you and me. May the Lord be with you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Morning Devotion with Ken Gurley. Join us next time for another inspiring devotion. To support this ministry, please visit firstchurch.com forward slash give.